welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, Sean. We've had a race. It started. The season is going. And Lee is still the sickest man on the planet. And he's in hospital as well. Yes. <laughs> Get well uh, soon, Lee. It's been over a week now he's been in hospital, so that's why, you know, he's uh, he's not back on the pod yet. Yeah, he is um he does say he's recovering. He's um I think he's created three new conspiracy theories about the drugs that they've been giving him while he's there, so he's definitely heading in the right direction. Right, okay. But it does mean lucky listeners get Sean again for was it the third week in a row? I think so. It feels like I've been here a lot recently. I was going to do the joke about you're always here because you live here, but we did that H- one last here week. Here in the pod world rather than in this in, specific On seat. the podcast, to go all, yes. To go all wrestling in this very ring. Yes. Anyway. So, Australian Grand Prix. Um, worth getting up in the middle of the night for, do we think? It was nice to have a fix of Formula One, but why does it have to be so early? I should stop complaining. So, something <laughs> to do with time zones. I should stop complaining because we don't have to get up that early. Considering the, uh, the 21 races, we have to get up early for, what, three? It's, yeah, there's yeah. three. <laughs> but, but this is the earliest of them. Japan is one hour later and China is two hours later. So this is like the worst it will be all season, thankfully. Now, I could quote somebody who put on my Facebook wall around about a year ago saying, why can't they have Formula One at normal times? To which my reply was, it is at a normal time because it's in Australia, so it's normal for them. But I wouldn't say anything like that, especially not about someone that Dan lives with who made the Ah. original posting. (laughs) To be fair, time zones can be difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got a chocolate orange at home, Dan? Because this is the best way to explain time zones. (laughs) What? Chocolate. <laughs> the chocolate orange is the best way to explain time zones. Each it's segment... not Christmas. Chocolate oranges don't exist outside of Christmas. Yeah, they do. It, it's like each... Toblerones don't exist outside of airport duty free. Yeah. <laughs> big, t- big Toblerones. Big Toblerones. Giant mm-hmm. ones, yeah. They're the only place they exist. And they're always three for a tenner. Um, if you take a segment of a chocolate orange, that's the time zone that you're currently in. And count how many time zones around. That's that's where the other one is. It's a great way of doing it. My time zone's <laughs> melting all over my fingers. Exactly. See, what I you can eat do, your time zone. What I do that is slightly different to that is if I'm not sure, I simply put into Google what time is it in Melbourne, and it tells me, and I don't have to dick about with chocolate. No, but I mean, if you have to explain to somebody in the Father Ted style, like <laughs> these ones are small, those are far away. <laughs> <laughs> So, the F1, then. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It was not the best race. It was not the worst can, race. Can I just was... say, every, everyone were playing just a little too safe with it being the first race of the season and a lot of changes. Except for Ricardo, who just decides to just charge over some grass with no idea what's going on underneath it. But <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was... Yeah, it was, it was a little bit... A little bit reckless i want to say but it's not <laughs> yeah it was easily easily done but a mistake rather than recklessness i think more than anything but yeah um we will get to that in a few teams sure time yeah because it's really difficult to put this in team order because i was just chatting with sean before i mean it's a really binary race one driver from each team did quite well and the other driver tended to not do so well unless of course well except for um williams although well, well no george russell Finished one lap down, uh, two, laps, oh, sorry, two, laps two, down. two laps down, 
which was really good compared to Robert Kubica. Who finished three laps down. But he did have a debacle early on with his front wing, which and, got him out of uh, pit stop sequence. And lost a mirror as well. Oh, yes, I forgot about the mirror. Yeah, I mean, Kubica was meant to run long as he was starting on the hard tyres. There's nobody behind him, and mirrors don't matter. For, for blue when the blue flagging, flags come out... He did say he found it difficult under blue flags because he had no idea who was coming at him from where. And he used to drive in fast cars, so he's not used to seeing blue flags that are aimed at him instead of the cars that were in front of him. To be fair, he's not used to a lot of aspects of F1. It has been a while. True. But Williams do look as dire as we thought. Dan, you said that they spotted a fundamental flaw. With their car, was it on uh, in I think testing? This, or this was in... something that George Russell said that over this weekend they found a fundamental flaw, and he kind of hopefully said that it'll take three months or so to fix it. And Robert Kubica said, "Yeah, probably a bit longer than that, <laughs> maybe a season or so." But you, you've you've got to wonder because they are get, they're getting slower every year. Yeah. Um, this year's this year's best qualifying time was down on 2018s, which was also down on 2017s. Which was down on 2017s, and the gap to the pole time or the fastest time set during all the qualifying um, was greater in terms of time and as a percentage of that yeah. car's time than it has been for the last two years as well. So Williams are actually officially going backwards now. Yes. Um... And I've got to be honest, I think we'll see Williams. If we see Williams at the end of this season with two cars on the grid and making every race, I think they'll be doing a lot better than I thought they'd be doing right now. Because I think <laughs> I think they're in serious trouble. Like serious, serious trouble. Well, just referring to the, um, the Pete Windsor article that was doing the rounds on the internet last week and that Sean talked about on our extra show. Last week, they've they've got the money to do it. They've got the money to get through the season. Uh, beyond that, who's entirely sure? But they're spending the money in the wrong places. So I think Williams will still be there at the end of the season. But I think by the time 2019, uh, 2020 rolls around, I'm still on last year. But by the time next season rolls around, I think they're going to be under new either ownership or definitely management. Yeah, need somebody to come along and, and I, mean, I don't want to see the Williams name disappear. I really don't. But I have to be honest, I don't think the current management structure is right. Uh, we uh, we had uh, Craig Scarborough on didn't we, a few weeks ago saying that you know maybe a restructure is not a terrible idea in that team. Um, and that was before Paddy Lowe left. Yeah. Oh, uh, took a leave of absence for personal <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Yes, he's taking a leave of absence. Um, but the... Uh, I'm sad, but also... You can't have a team like that, you know, nobbing around at the back of the grid. Manor didn't survive when they were doing it for, you know, a whole. They did it for a whole season, and then their car wasn't quite ready, and then they folded before the beginning of the season. Was that twenty seventeen? Yeah. Um, and you just can't. You've got to be. You've got to have a, a, a small edge of competitiveness to, to your car. You can't be two, three laps down. I mean, Kubica got lapped by George Russell. Mm. Kubica was literally lapped by everybody, including his teammate. Okay, he had a bit of a problem at the beginning of the race. 
the Kubica film movie, it finished on Sunday when he closed his visor down on, on, the, on the starting grid and the lights went out. The sequel is not going to be pleasant viewing. No. <laughs> made for TV, I think. Yeah, possibly. <clears throat> I don't even think made for TV. I don't think Netflix would pick straight, that up. Straight to video. Mm. Straight to car boot sale. <laughs> but yeah, we, we don't know what kind of damage Robert Kibitz's car had. No. I mean, Apart from a... the nose coming off and the mirror coming off. I mean, obviously, obviously the, uh, the mirror is kind of part of the aero. So the car would have been unbalanced. And... I think he must have taken some floor damage when he lost the nose as well. Yeah. yeah. He'll have lost a lot of time as well just with the sheer amount of pulling over he had to do to keep letting people lap him. Mm. And he was, he was lapping a good four seconds off the pace mm-hmm. for the majority of the race. So... Um, if I were him, I'd, I'd start thinking about getting used to that if you're going to... Because even Russell finished two laps down. Yeah. Mm. No, it's... Uh, it's monumentally worrying. Yeah. Um, not the only team not to score points, though, because the other team without a point to their name is McLaren. However, that was the best McLaren performance we've seen in a long time. Spanish driver retires after problems with McLaren <laughs> engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Familiar story, let's be honest. It was some spectacular fire going on with uh, with Science's car. He they was didn't... the calmest man on the planet about it as well, they wasn't didn't... he? It's just like, oh, it's a fire, I'm just going to sit here for a minute. It sounds like they didn't tell him that there was a fire. <laughs> they said, no, there was smoke coming from in front should, of him. You'd have smelt that, surely. Yeah. <laughs> no was... power. Yeah, stop the car. All right, I'll stop the car. But do you want to get out at some point? <laughs> <laughs> you know, car... We were all sat here like, get out of the car, Carlos! Like, car's, on, car's on fire, mate. You might want to move. I think he only realised it was on fire when he got hit on the arm by the fire extinguisher. That wasn't the arm. It was hit on the arse by the fire extinguisher <laughs> as he stood up in the cockpit. You could sort of see the marshals thinking, he's still there, but we need to get the extinguisher. Yeah. Right, fuck it. We're just going to extinguish the driver. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carlos Sainz, he had it. He had difficult qualifying didn't he got caught up behind strangely enough Robert Kubica when he had that scrape with the wall yeah uh, and um, that ruined his his qualifying lap but a good showing from Lando Norris I think are we are we still in sort of like last year's McLaren sort of philosophy where their single lap pace looks pretty good early season but race pace is not quite there yet. He he was one of a number of drivers, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more as we go on, that got stuck behind Antonio Giovinazzi, who had a problem, so couldn't go very fast, and that allowed other people to gain places. Yeah. So he that's where he sort of lost from his qualifying position. He's He's been quite critical of himself. He's been saying, like, oh, I let the team down, I'm very proud of the team, but me, not so much. Um, but yeah, what was it? Qualified eighth, lost uh, lost two places with wheel spin at the start, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just stuck behind a slower car. Yeah. It's the first ever Formula One race. Yeah. Can't be too yeah. hard didn't on Didn't put himself. it in a wall. Saw the checkered flag. It's all right. Yeah, didn't finish last out of everybody that finished. Yeah, so fin- still finished in front of a fair few cars. Mm. Finished on the same lap as people in the points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said you had the car to get the points, but didn't bring them home. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's... he had the car, possibly not the race strategy. Yeah, um, we'll see. Um, hopefully, that it, it's, <coughs> it was an MGUK problem with uh, most science's likely, car. I think yes, which, no, that, still the, um, picking through it. Yeah, they? I think that they, they said that was the initial indication, which is what 
which is what Renault was struggling with last year with things going bang. With yeah. MG UKs. Mm. So hopefully it's not a season long problem for Renault power units and therefore the knock on effect being McLaren as well. Otherwise, in next year's Drive to Survive, we'll be seeing all the fallout between Zach and Cyril. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's a fight I think I'd quite like to see. Talking, talking to Cyril Abitable, we haven't got onto Renault yet, but I would like to congratulate Renault on giving him lessons in how to use a microphone because he now puts it in front of his mouth, not in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky were talking to him on Saturday and he was after coherent. qualifying. And, yep, you could you could hear and understand every word and make out separate words as well. Oh, very good. And you didn't feel like falling asleep at any point? No, no, no. When, when he talks into a microphone, rather than using it to clean the back of his throat... <laughs> He's quite an engaging speaker. Yeah. Just, just to prove it can be done. Yeah. But uh, McLaren, though. Room, okay. Room for, room for improvement and technical gremlins, which we're used to. But I'm still more upbeat about them than I was last year and the year before. Well, Andy. they're going going slowly forwards through the pack, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Don't forget, Alonso finished fifth. In Australia last year. But there were shenanigans with the Hasses. Yeah, there was, there the virtual safety things, car. Yeah, and things went wrong that helped McLaren rather than McLaren earned And then, And then was it in Bahrain where, where Gasly finished fourth or something yes. in, yeah. in the Toro Rosso? So, yeah, you know, there's shenanigans will help, but... In a more or less shenanigan-free race, um, getting, having a McLaren on the same lap as point scorers, that's a, not after the last few years, is an achievement. Um, as long as they keep it up. If they can keep that, if they can keep that up... Keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we're... This isn't McLaren are back, but they're not where they were. They're not Williams, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they'd have, if they'd have been uh, <laughs> dicing with the Williams two, three laps down and um, fight, fighting for pride shall we say, Yeah. then that would have been, oh, God, it's going to be another long year for them. But eh, they have it in them to be competitive this year. Uh, Toro Rosso next. Um, Alban in 14th and Kvyat in 10th. And I've got to say, Kvyat had an incredible performance, I thought. Kvyat's best drive since he left the Red Bull team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By far. Um... I had to remind myself yesterday, and I think I reminded myself out loud, that Kvyat was the... Um, he made Ricardo look silly at some point when they were Red Bull teammates. Yeah. Um, so he's not a terrible driver. He had a few bad races and got demoted to the Toro Rosso team because of Max Verstappen. Um, uh, and then when he got demoted, he lost everything, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. lost his he psyche uh, completely. Stopped being a racing driver. He had a year away from Toro Rosso, the Red Bull organisation. You know, he had a year with Ferrari doing development work for them. And now he's come back to Toro Rosso and um, he's, he's old Danny again. He's, he's back on it. Yeah. Um, he's not broken, which is great. We always wanted to see the unbroken Danny Kvyat and I, we, we saw him. Um, he got points, so, or, or point. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that he managed to hold off Gasly at the end, um, yeah. making the pass on Gasly. Finishing above a Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. That will have uh, gone down well with yeah, the I mean, we, 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 were, we were joking at the time about how, how long is Kvyat going to be allowed to stay in front of Gasly and when's Helmut Marko going to tell them to uh, swap places? Didn't happen. No, but even if it did, if you're Danny Kvyat, are you going to obey him? 
I think under the circumstances, seeing as um, seeing as Marcos had uh, a hand in all of his demotions and firings, yeah, probably. No, I, <laughs> I don't think it was. It's a, uh, if he heard so, how- signed contract to my trailer, when my manager tells me that's there, I'll pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I'm holding this point hostage. <laughs> what do we think of Alban on his debut? Quite Al- right. Alban or Alban uh, or uh, anonymous? Yeah, yeah. Um, but which which is good were. for a debut. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people were anonymous. A lot of drivers were anonymous. We'll get onto that a bit later yeah. on. But uh, yeah, Alexander Alban again, much like Lando Norris, finished the race on his, on his Formula One debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, no incidents that I can think of. No, mm. was quiet and got on with it and all right it wasn't fast wasn't you know super quick like oh wow super kid that doesn't matter that's okay he is very much the least experienced of the, the three rookies as well because he hasn't done testing before until pre-season testing that's the first time he's driven an f1 car in anger he hasn't done he didn't, like he didn't, a yeah. he didn't get a super license until until the second week uh-huh. yeah yeah so he was a formula e driver up until he was <laughs> <laughs> Um, 20 minutes before the first Formula E yeah. test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, well done, Alexander Alban. I think, you know, deserves a, deserves a round of applause as much as, as much as Lando Norris does, really. Yeah. And of course, he is um, another returnee to the uh, Red Bull Young Driver meat grinder because they got rid of him eight years ago. Eight years ago. Good yeah. Lord. How old is he? I don't think it was eight. I think it was 2015 they got rid of him. And then 2016 would have been his first year in F2. Possibly not. I can't quite remember. They got rid of him when he went into F2. Oh, I thought I thought I thought it was bef- well before then. But um, no, he's um, he's up for a second second attempt at the uh, at the meat grinder. At least he's made it into F1 this time. Which isn't that meant to be the um, the idea of the Red Bull Young Driver program to get into a top-line worldwide series, be it F1, Indy, NASCAR, or WRC? Um, I've, I don't know. I thought, was, I thought it was for, <laughs> for the Red Bull main team, basically. Yeah. The, the fact that the Red Bull Young Driver programme now features him, Danny Kvyat, and a lot of 14-year-olds. Well, there is that. Oh, and Dan Tickton. Yes. <laughs> for now. Um, but, yeah, de- decent show for Torossa. First points in the first race of the season. Um, it's It's what you'd expect. Yeah, it, it's, it's proven that, you know, aside from Williams, that a lot of the, the, the midfield appears to be quite bunched up, which we kind of suspected. But And th- this, this is why it now sort of puts us into the stage, um, sort of the section of the grid where you're getting one driver in the points and one driver outside of the points. Yeah, as well as a binary race for most teams. Yeah. The next one, of course, being, now to give them their full name, <laughs> Sport... Pazer, Racing Point, Formula One team. Yes. Pink team. The, artist- the outfit formerly known <laughs> as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> formerly known as Racing Point. Now it's Sport Pazer Racing Point. We've all been calling them Force India all weekend. The, we yeah. the Silverstone team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, 13th for Perez, 9th for Lance Stroll. Aside from qualifying... Was Lance Stroll faster than Perez yes. all weekend? He was, yeah. Yeah. He may actually be a decent driver. In an okay-ish car? Yeah. yeah. But strategy, I think, worked out very well for him because I think he was the big winner from 
Giovinazzi backing everyone up. Well, he, he, quite he late, went, yeah, he? he went really long on his tyres, yeah. which is the normal Perez trick. Yeah. So he out uh, Perez, Perez. Yeah, Perez, Perez. So. Perez went quite early. I think, did Raikkonen pit very early and Perez reacted? I think and so, yeah. And everyone who did mm. that seemed to lose places, whereas those who went a bit longer, like Stroll ended up winning because that midfield got very bunched up. But the thing was, Raikkonen had to pit because he'd, um, he'd taken damage. Yes. But uh, Racing Point covered Raikkonen off with Perez. Yes. <laughs> which ended up screwing up Perez's race. But even before, if you want to call that shenanigans, even before that, Stroll had started well down on the grid. Yes. And by the first lap... Was he right was behind on. Perez. He was, yeah. yeah, he did well. <coughs> yeah. so, Flying start for Lance Stroll. Well, one race isn't enough to say, no. yeah, he's definitely a good driver. But I think it's... Uh, Pointing in the right direction. A yeah. good bit of evidence. The, um, I mean, we've, we've, seen, we've seen what he can do in the wet because he's been on yeah. the podium. Yeah. Uh, sorry, he's been so, uh, on row, the front row row qualifying in the yeah. wet. Mm-hmm. Um, got on a podium in a dry race in Baku. Yeah. Which was made of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there were a lot of people didn't get on that podium. Yeah, seventeen of them. And <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, th- I, I think there is actually some potential there with Lance Stroll. I, I may be on the point of taking it back. However, no, I'm not, I'm not no, taking ju- it back. Jury is still out. Yeah, I, I, I may be yeah. on the point of taking it back. Yeah. However, I need more evidence. No, I'm not taking it back because I still think he came into Formula One too early. I'm giving the Lee point here whilst he's not here. <laughs> I still, but I. I I still think he came into Formula One too early. Uh, I think agree and, completely. Yeah, uh, I think one more year in a junior category would have been great for him because he wouldn't have that terrible stigma attached to him that the the accidents and his incidents in his first year. You remember remember his first first part of testing in the gravel like twice, like with it didn't he, didn't even complete a lap did he? And he put it. I, put the car I was going to say he didn't even make it round his um, first out lap without <laughs> yeah. uh, without sticking it backwards twice. into a wall. Yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, the, the incident with Vettel when on the cool-down lap in, I can't remember where it was, Malaysia, oh, was it? I'd forgotten all about that, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Where, where he sort of just side, side-swiped into Vettel and Vettel had to get out of the car, even though he, did he win the race or second or something like that? Yeah. And Vettel's car was a complete wreck <laughs> because Lance Stroll. Um, all of that could have been avoided by just giving, by saying, yes, you're, you're going to be in a Formula 1 next year, but... Stay in the junior category for for one more year. That was exacerbated, I think, by Williams's financial troubles, which was starting to mount up. Yeah, way back when, uh, and I think that could have been damaging to Lance Stroll's career. He does he does have this year now out of that team to redeem himself, and a good start. Yeah, can't say fairer than that. Alfa Romeo next. While we're on the subject of teams who we've got to remember what the new name is. <laughs> the oh, Swiss team. Not the Sauber. Team. Well, they are Sauber. Sauber. Yeah. It's Alfa Romeo Racing managed by Sauber. It's operated by Sauber. Yeah. Oh, is it operated? I thought it was yeah. Puppeteered by Ferrari. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Giovinazzi, as we've already said, 15th. Um, damaged car. Held a lot of people up for a long time. Did Giovinazzi have a damaged car? He had damaged floor. Yeah, his floor was damaged, which is why he lost quite a lot of speed. Right, okay. Um, But he was able to hold everyone behind him. Because he went long in the race as well. At that point, when everyone was getting behind him, he was on well-used tyres as well, which I don't think helped. 
Yeah, they they sort of just as they got past him, or or rather they they fell off just as people started getting past him. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely had to stop. I um, do like his helmet design though, Italian do you flag. Know what? I didn't particularly notice his yeah. helmet design. I think everyone's just been distracted by Ricardo's helmet design. I will look out for his helmet. Yeah. I, th- I think the I think the te- technical term is helmet blind because of Ricardo. Yes, which. I quite like Ricardo's helmet design. I think it's all right. I I I, mean, I, I have um, I have thoughts on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that <laughs> yeah. for the next bit. Oh no no there is there is another thought I've had as well. Oh. Uh, but yeah, Kimmy in eighth. Quiet again. We were just talking yeah. about anonymous drivers. Kimmy completely anonymously dri- well, drove that. A Sauber being anonymous for good reasons. Yeah, drove Alpha. Alpha. He, he was also um, limping a bit because he had a um, what do you call it a tear-off going to his brake duct very early on. So he had, um, which he is, said he had balance and overheating. Mm, which, which, which is why he had to stop early. Yeah. He was the first driver to stop after the shenanigans at the beginning, wasn't he? He was yes. the first, what we thought was scheduled pit stop was Kimi Räikkönen. Yeah. But as it turned outfit. out, it was, it was a few laps early because of the damage, some damage that he'd taken from the tear-off and the heat, overheating problems. Right. Um, but got back out and seemed to, seemed to be... Handling the car pretty well. Seems quite happy. Yeah. In, it'll be, it'll be good to see terms. where they are when they don't have two cars that have gremlins. Yeah, because there's arguments to say that, you know, if you look at the cars that finished ahead of Kimi Raikkonen, there's, there's one or two that maybe had minor issues. So Kimi is really the first of the cars that had an issue. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I believe... Lewis Hamilton had a damaged yeah. floor. Yeah. Mercedes still have no idea how that happened because there's no, there's no, nothing from the onboard or anything that suggests I that he ran wide. I saw someone on Twitter suggest that um, Bottas had it for breakfast, but we know that's not the case because <laughs> he had porridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where, where are we next? Uh, Renault. Yeah. Yeah, hugely binary. I, I was really hoping that Renault would have made like huge leaps forward. Um, Hulkenberg though again much like Kimi Raikkonen much like Alexander Albon and a couple of other drivers completely anonymous just sat in whatever position he found himself in after that first stint and just stayed there untroubled a very firm 7th place now Renault with a 7th Hulkenberg especially with a 7th place that means does that mean he's not or the team haven't improved from last season the problem is they were passed by a car that was lower than them last season. Well, they were, yeah, but we know that the Haas have done an incredible job over the winter. They were their their testing times were, were really really impressive. But again, I was I, I kind of hoping Renault would be able to mix it with Red Bull because Red Bull taking on the Honda engines yeah. and and you know Renault being Renault. Uh, and this this being now their their third is it their third year back in the sport since since they took over from Lotus again, so this is the, you know they've really got their teeth into it. They hired a lot of people last year, didn't they? Right yeah. Now. So I think they um, they practically doubled the amount of staff they've taken on since they bought the team. Yeah, exactly. So that's that. You know, I was I was hoping for big things from it, and yeah, and they might still happen, but. Yeah, it's, it, I, I mean, don't it's, really it's know. hard to say because you you don't know you don't know what Ricardo would have been capable of. I mean, qualifying was, um, for want of a better word, for both of them, crap. Um, yeah, but they're evenly matched. Yeah, so it's, I think crap. 
<laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good. I think it was a good. It's a good driver pairing, Hulkenberg Ricardo. Mm. Oh, it is. They seem to be like they seem to be very similar in drive style, very similar personalities, and and you know they both want the same out of the car, so they're going to pull that car in the right direction. And it's essentially what you've got there with having those two in in Renault is like that's how I have those two Alonzos at Ferrari when Ferrari was shit, but Alonso was still able to somehow pull wins out of the bag. Mm. Uh, I have read since yesterday that Ricardo's retirement was to save mileage. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, they, I think they said that at the time. It was basically just precautionary. The car wasn't going anywhere, so stick it in the garage. Yeah, he, he was he was well down. I think the, be, the best he could have hoped for would, would have been 14th or 15th, maybe. Yeah. Massively out of sequence with the pit stops, and I think he'd obviously taken more damage than just the nose again. I think possibly with the floor providing so much more of the aero this year mm-hmm. floor damage is going to it's affect the cars issue. a lot more than it has in the past mm. and i suspect it's quite a lot easier to damage your floor than it is to damage the nose so we might see a lot more jumbled up race results which isn't a bad which thing but yeah it just means drivers have to be extra careful to not damage their cars but yeah, well, what it might mean is that they're taking less curb than than you have seen some years, where where they seem to go quite a long way over and don't care about damaging the car. Yeah, well, Kubica actually said, and this is again harking back to Williams' problems. Kubica uh, said um, before qualifying that he'd avoided the curbs because they hadn't brought enough spares with them. Oh dear, <laughs> that's not great, really, is it? Now, that obviously shows that damage is going to be a thing. And uh, too scared to cause damage. Yeah. yeah I, meant, I, meant to, I meant to put that one in earlier. You just reminded me by saying that. But, yeah, Renault, hard, hard, to, say what, hard to say what they're going to be like, but it's very hard to say with everything because the midfield's so, going to be so close. Yeah, um, it's good. And, as I say, Hulkenberg's performance was solid. Um, Ricardo, it would be nice to see what you could have done um, without you know that first lap incident. But well, not even first lap. He didn't get quite over the start finish line, did he? Before his, his front wing came off. No, no. Um, disappointment. For... Oh, and those those front wings come off in a very spectacular way, don't they? Yes. When they Both go, they go. Yeah. Both Ricardos and Cubits as well. Very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Anyway, Good work, my, Liberty. <laughs> yeah. My other thoughts on uh, Danny Rick's helmet. Oh, yes. Yes, the, the, there was the great debate like, um, at the weekend, does it look like Unicorn Barf or not? 1991 Brabham. Oh, yeah, I have does seen look a this bit, mooted yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah from, have you seen what it says on his helmet as well? Don't, was it, don't, don't be do, them. Stop don't them. do them. Stop being them. You do you. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> do we come up with a different them for every race? He, he usually does have something slightly different wording on his helmet, or he has done previously. It, it was so. usually wording round the honey badger. Yes. Has anyone actually seen if there's a honey badger on the helmet anywhere? I is have he, not has, or seen has he dropped that? I don't badger. think there is a honey badger on it, but I wonder if Red Bull own the uh, rights to, the, to that. But Ricardo's... I mean, Red Bull are, are, are quite well-known, aren't they, for, for like the, taking over the design of the driver's helmets. Um You've seen how free science was when he left Red Bull. Okay, he still had to have a Red Bull sticker on his helmet because he was, 
They he still was, owned him. They yeah. still owned him. But he completely changed his design when he joined Renault because he could. And, you know, now he's... At McLaren, his design's changed a bit more again. But, yeah, Danny Ricciardo... He's, re- he's re- replaced the drink. Yeah, exactly. Danny <laughs> Ricciardo um, going from uh, Red Bull to Renault. Complete freedom to do what you want with his helmet. Hulkenberg's got quite a cool helmet design as well. But Ricardo could do what he wants, so guess what? He did. <laughs> I love the idea that that might have been something stipulated in contract talks. Like, I want a silly helmet. Yeah. I'm my designing own my helmet. own helmet and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly sure that Renault would have gone for that just to be able to sign him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to get one over on Red Bull. And for anyone that hasn't watched Drive to Survive yet, do. Yeah. The uh, Christian versus Cyril episode. Which I think was episode four. Episode four sounds about right. Yeah, as I described it on Twitter, comedy gold. Not giving any spoilers, even though it's all about last season. Chances are you know what happened. <laughs> but um, beg, steal or borrow a Netflix account if you don't have one. Spoilers. Use a 30-day trial. Yeah, you can use a 30-day trial. Yeah, yeah. why not? Ju- just, to wa- just to binge watch that. What you do with your other 29 days, don't matter. Move on. Hass. Um... More pit stop woes (laughs) with a left front. Now, this time, it was apparently caused by the um, wheel nut shattering because the car had to pull in at an angle because of the way that the pit lane is narrow and... The garage behind them were just taking a stop, weren't they? Just just on one, so all their engineers were still out in there, so... Yeah, yeah. All right, he okay. was off his mark yeah. slightly, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a little. He was a little bit further forward on um, on his mark, and he wasn't actually wasn't able to actually get perfectly straight by the time that he hit his mark, just because of the angle that he had to come in at. Um, definitely not Grosjean's fault. Definitely not the team's fault. One of those things. Just pure dumb luck. Yeah. And he did. He he did a couple of laps, didn't he? He came back out from the pit stop, was in this train behind Giovinazzi, and then once he got past and. Got up to his speed very quickly. It couldn't, it couldn't take it and it was stop the car. It looks like it damaged the suspension. So he drove the wheels off the thing is what you're saying? Quite literally, yes. <laughs> drove our wheel off the thing. I do, I do feel very guilty because this came moments after I jokingly passed comment about Magnussen's pit stop going fine. I was like, oh yes, Hass have done a pit stop, yay. And then they did Grosjean's. And then Grosjean came yeah. in. So sorry about that, Hass. But I did notice that um, when Giovinazzi pitted as well, he w- uh, they were in the, they had the same problem with his front left, yeah. and it took it took a while to get on. And it's a it's a narrow pit lane, and I think the garages must be quite a bit closer together than they are at most of the circuits. Mm. We've seen this a bit this year in particular: cars coming out of their garage to go onto the track and almost hitting the pit wall, presumably because the cars are a little bit bigger. And the wings are a different shape and size. There's more to manoeuvre. And there's kind of less, maybe less of a full steering lock as well. Yeah. Ferrari actually brought, um, I think it was FP3, Ferrari brought Leclerc out on the trolley jacks and turned him round in the pit lane, dropped him off the jacks, and then he drove out <laughs> because they couldn't actually make the turn. Was it Ricardo in Mexico in free practice last year, year before? It was last year. It must have been the year before. Uh, Ricardo didn't quite make the turn coming out of the garage, and the engineers had to roll him backwards to to, to get <laughs> that, the turn. That on does again. sound familiar. Yeah. And of, of course, the um, the most ob- the most obvious example of this was um, Park Fermi. Oh yes, for the top three. <laughs> yeah, too tight. Yeah, too tight. Too tight for Bottas to get round, and he was he was going in the middle. 
and God knows what would have happened to what happened to Hamilton's car, which we didn't see because the turn was even tighter to get on the get on the right of the winners. I think he just abandoned it. I think yeah, so. I think, I think it, it just it just got dumped and it got wheeled <laughs> wheeled back in by engineers. So the narrowest, twistiest, tightest part of the circuit is actually the pit lane. Yes. Interesting. K Mag though we haven't mentioned yet sixth place. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Again, another driver who didn't really do anything. Held off Hulkenberg well. Held off Hulkenberg well, yeah, but got dropped quite quickly by, you know, I, I don't want to say that, that, that this is like the best of the rest position, but... But it is. Yeah. yeah it is, isn't it? Yeah, we well, it's not technically because there was a Red Bull behind him. Yeah, but... I think that promotes him to Formula 1.4. Well done, K-Mac. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you had the, the the gap from the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc down to Magnussen very quickly became about ten seconds within roughly about fifteen laps, and it was just, it, after that point it was just like, well, that's the best the Haas can do clearly, but he did the best that they could do, so let's not be too downhearted <laughs> on them. Uh, a great drive for K Mag, um, unlucky for Grosjean. But if he has another season like he did last year, I don't think he'll be around this time next year. Yeah. Going on going on what he did this weekend, he's not lost I'll I'll say respect points. Grosjean. Yeah. Not yeah. yet. He was mm-hmm. doing a good drive this weekend. And nothing nothing that happened to him was his or Ericsson's fault. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it wasn't Ericsson's fault. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. That actually, that that little video meme to be be put together. Grosjean retires from Australia 2019. Team Radio. It's Ericsson's fault. I'll try and get working on it later. Yeah, you know, got got to use the rest of this Adobe subscription for something. Yes, I mean technically it happened after he passed Giovinazzi, who you could argue has replaced Ericsson. So, so yeah, well, maybe it it's Ericsson's car's fault. Maybe it's just Ericsson's fault. He is he is their test driver still officially. Ericsson. Mm. Even though he's living in the US and concentrating on IndyCar, he's still he's still number three for Alfa Romeo. Don't I think, doubt they'll use him. Don't think we'll be seeing him in the car this year somehow. Um, right, Red Bull next. Um, Max in third. First Honda podium since I had this Canada, Canada 2008. 2008. Great Ruben, performance from Max. Rubens Barrichello. Mm. Great performance from Honda. One of the, one of the few drivers I think we saw actually make on track overtakes. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Can I just say no Hondas blew up yes, over the course of the weekend. No Hondas, Hondas were damaged finished. in the making of this race. Not just that, but I I really honestly genuinely think that not enough has been made of the fact that Honda got a podium. It's all it's kind of just been, uh, yeah, Honda got a podium for the first time in eleven years. This is huge. It's Max Verstappen getting a podium, and that's what he does. Is it huge? Yeah, but isn't it just Red Bull got a podium? No, I don't think it is because Max Verstappen went after and attacked and passed Vettel and then hassled Lewis Hamilton for a while in a Honda powered Red Bull. That's the big thing is that it's a Honda engine that managed to do that. Yeah, but. To me, that's not a surprise because last year, McLaren switched from Honda to Renault and didn't go significantly faster. Toro Rosso switched from Renault to Honda, didn't go significantly slower. But a lot more explodey. The Honda engine 
has been roughly on a par with the other ones. Definitely all the last year and possibly the year before. No, I disagree. Uh, the, the Toro Rosso's blew up so many times last year. Um, it was that, that, that was just a test bed for what has been this year's Red Bull Honda um, package. Yeah, I mean, but we, they, they weren't going slow. Uh, yeah, I don't think they were on quite on par pace-wise. But yeah, it, now, now but, there's no question. There was one came fourth. Yeah. There was one came fourth in, in Bahrain. In but, Bahrain, yeah. But Wait, Did both Red Bull, Red Red Bulls, Red Bulls retire on like the first lap in Bahrain? Something like that, yeah. yeah. First I'm, couple I'm of laps, yeah. I'm going to have to Google on. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo definitely did it. I'm sure Verstappen hit something. Yeah, it was a double double DNF for Red if Bull. If he didn't, Yoss would have done. <laughs> well. But yeah, the, so so I I really don't think enough has been made of the fact that it's you know Honda's first podium in eleven years. It's 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 a huge thing for them. Uh, when they came back with McLaren four both, years ago, both then, Red Bulls were out by lap three last year. Ah, lap three. Yeah, it was a huge huge thing that you know four years after they came back with McLaren, it was like oh McLaren Honda the dream team you know and. You got to feel a little bit sorry for Honda when you know McLaren were very McLaren and wouldn't cede any of their position to, you know, allow Honda to do whatever it was they needed to do, uh, and the partnerships working with the Red Bull organization, um, and I think Red Bull the team have gone about it the right way by using Toro Rosso as a test bed for last year. Yeah, mainly Brendan Hartley. Yeah, because of his experience, experience with endurance yeah. racing. <laughs> More of that later. And that's allowed Honda to effectively start the programme again, but still use what they've learnt from McLaren. Yeah. Which was what not to do when it comes to getting the engine in the car. Mm. Yeah, good things for Red Bull. Will we see wins from a Red Bull Honda this season? Yes. I think it's distinct possibility, absolutely. Um, I think from what we've seen so far, it would be from a Red Bull Honda. Yeah, because we haven't talked about the other car yet. We have not. No, Gasly was disappointing, but... Took Kubitz's wing off on the first lap. Again, obvious damage to his car then, because you don't you don't clout someone that hard to uh, and take the front end of their car without suffering damage to your own. Well, it depends um, where you hit them. But. And like and like Dan says, if the floor is going to be that much more important, did he have a damaged floor? And Red Bull haven't actually said what was up with him. I mean, it was it was it was a recovery, but it wasn't a great recovery. You know, he didn't even make points. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Couldn't get past a Toro Rosso. No, absolutely. Well, got passed by a Toro Rosso and was stuck behind it. Mm. How sick is that going to make you? Passed by your own car from last year, a driver that you essentially replaced in the first in, you know, in the first place. And I don't think he was close to Verstappen on pace all weekend, was he? I don't think so. I might be wrong with that, but I don't think he was. Let me um, so have, a look, have a look at qualifying. A little, little bit of... Uh, you know, well, qu qualifying was a horror show for Gasly because he went out in Q1. Yeah, I don't want to say... You know, it was. I don't want to say it's petulance or anything like that, but Gasly's now in the in in the main team. Do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not going to be able to run his excuses for 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 long. It, Look it, what happened with Danny Kvyat. 
that I think is the problem for Kvyat, not for Kvyat, for, for Gasly, is that he could be the Kvyat if his head drops and he's worried about how much better his teammate's doing and why isn't he performing as well. And, oh, shit, this know, guy shit, in the Toro all... Rosso's doing quite well. And yeah, Christian Horn has been defending him to the hilt Saturday and Sunday. I mean, Sat- had to, Saturday it was, we got our strategy wrong, it was the team's fault. Yeah. Which it was, to be fair, because the, the track, there was track evolution and he was mm. in the garage. And and it was a, they'd run out of tyres for him. Mm-hmm. And it was a battery issue that meant he had to do two cool down laps to recharge the battery instead of one. Which is what they planned to do. Yeah. And by the time he came to do his second flying lap on that stint, the tyres weren't there. So, that didn't help. And then... Christian Horner's now saying after the race, don't just judge him on that one performance. But to be honest, that's all we've got of him in a Red Bull to be able to judge him on at the moment. It's all we've got of a lot of drivers in a lot of situations at the moment, but the um, we can only call what we see, and what we see at the moment is that Gasly is looking like struggling more than we thought he would. In yeah, I mean, the, inter- the internet's already said that um, there'll be a swap between him and Kvyat this season. It's too early to predict something yeah, like that. It, well, it was only, what, three, four races in for Kvyat when he got demoted? He was, he, he was a season and three well, or four yeah. races in. Yeah, he, he, was, he was on his last well, life by then. he'd come off a good then. season. He'd come off a season where he'd beaten his teammate. Daniel could, Ricciardo. Yeah, yeah he, I, he'd started second race of the, se- of the second season with the team. He was on the podium. He had one... Yeah, don't particularly forget. clumsy race, and all of a sudden he's back in the B team. I think it was any excuse to get Verstappen well, in the yes, car, otherwise was, Red Red Bull Inc. would lose the rights to him. Yeah, don't forget Danny Kvyat replaced Sebastian Vettel. I mean, that's hellishly big shoes to step into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he filled them for his first season. Mm. On, on, only podium for Red Bull that year, I think. Yeah, I think so, it. yeah. And got a podium before he was demoted as well, was it? A podium yeah. in China? China? Got the podium in China and then... The torpedo incident. Yes. Um, well, yeah, too, too, early to, too early to definitely say anything about Gasly's future, but previous experience has shown with the way that Red Bull have had the revolving door policy in the past. I'm going right back to the start of the team when they were using three, drive, three and four drivers a season. Um... Don't get too comfy. But it's, yeah. ju- it's just their way of doing things. There the, the becomes a real problem for Red Bull if Verstappen is consistently beating the Ferraris, but in the constructors they can't challenge Ferrari because the second car isn't there. That, that would be a problem. Yeah. That might be Gasly's downfall. And if it is a lack of points... Well, that's racing. Yeah. Um, but no. let's let's give him another couple yeah, of races yeah. before well, we, know we he decide he should be same with everyone. He's good yeah. in Bahrain, yeah. so yeah, there's there's no right no writing anyone off after one race. No, of course it's the first race of the season, except so. except Williams. Yeah, because that's well, sticking my neck out. They will not be constructors <laughs> champions this year, and they won't win, win a race. No, I'm not sticking my neck out very far. No, but Ferrari, um, not the best weekend for them, really. Winter World Champions fall short again at the beginning of the season. Well, I say fall short again, but early season last year they were on it, weren't they? They won the first two races with Vettel. Um, you know, it, it looked pretty promising for them. It looked even more promising for them this year. 
and it just hasn't materialised. At the moment, it hasn't materialised. Um, Ferrari have got the the worst. Ferrari got the worst problem is that they don't know why their pace wasn't quite there during the race. They don't understand why they didn't have pace. Whereas Mercedes have got the nice problem of we don't know where our pace has come from, but we've got it. <laughs> mm. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's, there's talk about the whole car setup for Vettel being wrong, but he's a four-time world champion. This is what his tenth season in Formula One, eleventh. Yeah. Yeah, he's won three times in Australia, including yeah. the last two years. Yeah. And you've got three practices, all of which were in dry conditions. Everyone's in the same boat. The race. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's not really a, it's not really a reason, and if it's an excuse, it's a very poor one. Yeah. Um, good, good debut for Charles Leclerc. Felt yes. so, felt sorry for him in the end because by the end of the race, he was going faster than Vettel. Well, he dropped back, didn't he, at the beginning of the race, and we thought, oh, you know, that's disappointing. I had him down for the win, if you remember in my predictions. That is but, true. Uh, he dropped back at the beginning of the race, and he didn't really make up many many places. You know wasn't hassling um, Verstappen for, for an overtake. It was only really after Verstappen went past Vettel that Leclerc was then starting to catch Vettel at a rate of knots. And they were just, well, hang on a second. This, you know, on this this last stint here of Charles Leclerc, he's actually, he's quite quick. He was he was on pace with the, you know, the, the Mercedes, yeah. or at least one of them. Um, but... And then, of course, Ferrari number two him and won't let him get past. Well, did they Kimmy him? That's the thing. Cause, I think they've uh, said they did, didn't they? They told him not to, well, the, to push. The, I also think they got a strategy slightly wrong earlier in the race because when um, Bottas was Bottas had pitted and he came out behind Charles Leclerc and obviously Verstappen was leading, uh, it looked like, oh, okay, well, we'll use Leclerc to back, to back Bottas up a little bit so that you know Vettel's got a chance to catch up. But Leclerc was too quick. He was <laughs> he was he was five six seconds ahead of Bottas, and the, you can't ask a driver to drop back five or six seconds. Um, and even though Bottas was on fresh tires, he was catching him a bit, but probably not quick enough. So they left Leclerc out a little bit longer than I think they wanted to, which obviously made him faster in his last stint, but yeah. also lost him time in at the end of the first one. So I'd be disappointed if Ferrari treat Charles Leclerc like, like you know, like Kimi Raikkonen as, as a buffer basically for Sebastian Vettel, because I think he deserves the opportunity to prove that he can do the job as a number one driver if they want to give it to him. I mean, it's obvious that at some point he will be the number one driver in Ferrari. It'll be when Vettel's not there anymore, or that season where Vettel isn't there. But he's still in a Ferrari. Yeah, which could be this year. Don't forget, we, we were having this this conversation, and it was on the front of a it was on the front of a magazine. It was a question, but it got me got me talking uh, to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're always guaranteed an intelligent answer when you talk to yourself. Not always. Um, this is a defining year for Sebastian Vettel because if he can, if he gets trounced by Charles Leclerc, or is even equaled by Charles Leclerc, he. He's not a great, even though he's won four world championships. He's much more of an, and I don't mean this in, in, in a derogatory form, he's much more of an Alonso, a missed opportunities man, rather than a Schumacher who made opportunities for himself. Sometimes legally. Sometimes <laughs> legally. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll, he'll yeah. never be seen in that. If this season doesn't go right for him, he'll never be seen in the same way as as Michael Schumacher. This is his t- is his tipping point. Mm. Uh, and if at every race Charles Leclerc is being told, "No, you're not allowed to overtake Vettel," mm. that looks bad for Vettel and mm. good for Charles Leclerc. Whether or not Charles Leclerc finishes ahead of Vettel in the championship, yeah, because there will be there will be a time where he either will just ignore that or uh, strategy and shenanigans just put him ahead put Charles Leclerc ahead and then they can't tell Leclerc no, no, oh, let Vettel past because there's other cars between them or whatever and then you'll really see the difference between them but yeah Ferrari I'm, 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 I'm a little bit I'm not disappointed with them I'm just I'm, I'm perplexed as to where this where this sudden loss of pace has come from and I think the team are as well with the, with the just going back to the team order thing you can kind of understand it with australia being a street circuit and somewhere where there isn't a great deal of overtaking room anyway bahrain will be interesting to see if that happens again there because there are runoff areas there are places to overtake so if he comes up behind vettel and is quicker there's plenty of room for them to do that without taking each other out so the team might decide not to give any instructions well they did say didn't they before australia Oh, yeah, Leclerc and Vettel are free to race, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Clearly a lie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's Ferrari. Yeah. But you can kind of understand late in the race, Mercedes are one and two. You don't want to lose both cars to a silly tussle. Also, is Danger Mouse sponsoring Ferrari at the moment? What, the DJ? No, no, Danger... That's Dead Mouse. DJ Danger Mouse? Yeah. No, I mean... Producer. I mean, Danger Mouse, the cartoon... Not that I've seen because I didn't yeah. see anyone turn up dressed in all white with a with an eye patch and a. No, hamster. but I did see Penfold. He is now the chief of Ferrari. Oh yes, Benotto and his um, comedy comedy glasses that came straight from a nineteen thirties <laughs> black and white silent film. Yeah, yeah. He picked them up off the desk in in L.A. Noir, didn't he? That, that, that old <laughs> PlayStation game. I don't think I'll have a pair of them. Maybe they're um, electric light up ones like we saw in that flat Earth documentary this afternoon. Nah, I think these are just <laughs> a retro glass. Novel- really, novelty comedy yeah. specs. Yes. That leaves us with Mercedes and not in the same order that we were talking about last year. Good. What a performance from Bottas. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. by porridge. Brilliant. Focused. We'll be seeing that on the car before long. <laughs> Focused, quiet, calm, uh, nothing, you know, the... No dramas around him at any point where they're over the weekend. No, his qualifying was good. He wasn't quite as fast as Lewis Hamilton, but, but he, he was, was, he he was within Lewis, a hair's yeah. breadth. His um, first fast lap, he made Lewis find his pole. But he his, was okay with it. That's the important thing. Yeah. His three, uh, three best sectors in qualifying combined were only 4,000 slower than Lewis's pole time. That's impressive. You'd almost be sadder, wouldn't you, if that was the lap that he had actually done all of those on the same lap and yeah. it was like 4,000th off pole. You'd be fuming. Not if you won the race. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. Well, Lewis never wins from pole in Melbourne, though, so it's fine. The, the, the thing is, as well, Bottas was okay with with being, with being slower than Hamilton in qualifying. And I, I don't know, as I say, he was calm and collected. And this beard appears to have brought out the evil <laughs> Bond villain side of Bottas. And if he's this ruthless, 
brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it was it was only a few hundredths slower, wasn't he? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. much. It, at all. If he was a few tenths slower, then perhaps he wouldn't have been as okay with it. Yeah, but he uh, literally came out of the blocks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that start that he got was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah it was. And then by sort of the end of lap three, I think he'd already got it up to about a one point eight second lead. And of course, it was lap. I think it was lap four where Lewis is now claiming, or Lewis's side of the garage is now claiming that the damage happened to Lewis's floor to unbalance the car. Yeah, but the Mercedes is saying they don't know how it happened because there's the, the Lewis didn't run wide to to damage the car at any point. Didn't go over any debris. But yet, when they pulled the car back into the garage and looked underneath, they went, "Oh, there's a bit of your floor missing here." Concerning, but I think I think he ran over some debris because there was there was plenty of it. About, there was, there was a lot of it. About there, there was two noses and an awful lot of Renault paint. Mm-hmm. It could be one of those where he hit something when it was still there, and maybe it's taken a few laps to. It sort, off, it sort of so loosened yeah. it, and then yeah, because somebody somebody else lost a barge board as well. I can't I can't remember who it was. I think it might be one. That was Ricardo. Ricardo lost a barge board as well as his nose. Uh, might might have been Ricardo that he was thinking about. He definitely had a lot down the right, didn't he? he yeah, had a lot of damage. So yeah, it, it could have been that because that went that didn't go on the um, that didn't go on the initial losing the Did... nose that dropped off a few corners later. Yeah, but yeah, Lewis did not have the speed to match Bottas this weekend. And... Yeah, whether that was an excuse or not, we I don't think we'll ever know. But... Yeah. Uh, also, Toto Wolf instructed both the drivers in the pre-race briefing, if you're in the top three, don't go for the fastest lap and the point for the fastest lap. <laughs> that did not happen. Both of them ignored that. Well, there was one point, wasn't there, where Bottas and his engineer, whose name I don't know because it's his first race with Bottas. Italian were talk- guy. Yeah, they were talking about he had a 25-second lead, so should he come in for some new tyres yeah. just for, for lols? Which they didn't do in the end, but it, it which was I think is about. Pr- probably a good idea not to risk it, especially yeah. with the way that pit stops had gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, and if every if everybody's pitting late in the race for fresh tyres for a fastest lap attempt, that pit lane's going to get very crowded, and something mm-hmm. will go badly wrong. It's uh, it's fun though, isn't it? This this final lap, uh, sorry, it fastest the top lap thing. Three quite lively towards the end, didn't it? And Verstappen was getting very close to Lewis at one point. Yeah, but and it, it keeps the interest in the race up as yeah. well. Yeah, because I mean, you, quite often you get a gap from Ferrari back to. I think we were talking about it, weren't they, on the TV? Uh, I was, spoke about it earlier. The gap from Ferrari back to Magnussen, and he was in sixth. There's absolutely no reason why they couldn't have pitted Charles Leclerc because he had a big enough gap as well as Bottas yeah. did to pit and then go hell for leather on a couple of laps to get that fastest lap. Oh, I think the reason is he wouldn't have got anywhere near it. Possibly. <laughs> Even with the fresh tyres, I think he was, well, not he personally, but Ferrari were that far off. Yeah. So, yeah, Bottas, the first driver to get the 26 points. Yeah, Bottas, yeah, 26 And point also win. becoming the first driver to score more than 25 points in a race twice. When was the last time he scored 25 points in a race? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, 2014. Double points when he came third. Oh shit! Yes, I'd forgotten oh, right, about okay, that. Yeah, thirty-six Good points. Scenario. Yeah. Oh no, third. Uh, he would have got thirty points. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the first driver to ever ever score more than twenty-five points twice. 
I love how we've all just purged double points from our brains there. Because <laughs> it was an awful idea. <laughs> it was a useless concept. <laughs> double points, Abu Dhabi. It was, it was, the word. It was nah. Bernie's idea, wasn't it? It was shit. Yeah, just, uh, just file that with uh, knockout qualifying. Or elimination qualifying. Yeah. And artificial rain, which thankfully never actually took off, but was mooted. Please don't buy F1 back, <laughs> Bernie. Whatever you do. Um, so, driver of the day. The official one was Bottas, and I, I can't see no argument. I don't think anyone's going to gonna go against that. No, I can't no. argue with that. Um, I'd say honourable mention for K-Mag. And Kriat. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a whole bunch of honourable mentions that you can give. I'm Raikkonen. Yeah, Stroll. Yeah. Stroll. Uh, quite Throw a few good performances. There. Okay, then, rookie of the day. Seeing as we've got th- three drivers in their first yes. race. Kvyat doesn't count as a rookie. He does not. But Russell, Norris and Albon all do. Where, where are we on uh, Giovinazzi? Not a rookie, not his first. It's his okay. second Australian Grand I mean, Prix. it is, yes. <laughs> It's his rookie season, it but it wasn't That's his rookie he's race. Got that yeah, grey area, hasn't he? It's his kind of rookie. From I'm, go- I'm race going. Three. I'm going for three rookies, three returnees. Okay. I'm gonna say Lando Norris for his maturity and keeping his head when racing Giovinazzi, um, and you know, not not losing his patience and just you know causing an accident, waiting until the actual real proper opportunity presented itself and take and taking it and taking it well. Um, it, uh, that did damage his race a bit, waiting for that that right moment. And you could argue maybe somebody like Danny Ricardo who's a bit more adapted at overtaking would have, would have just gone for it first time. But it's the lad's first Formula One race. He's nineteen years old. Yeah, you can't you can't go for it if it's no, not there no, and make a no, mistake. He's, can you? he's <laughs> on your first. He race. was he was patient and he waited to the right time to do it. And I think he was the only the only one we saw. Having sort of that battle where he had to overtake somebody, I don't remember seeing Albon or Russell, uh, you know, having to fight with somebody to get past them. The only person, match. the only person that Russell actually passed on track was Kubica, and I think, and he was blue flagged out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I would agree that Norris probably would get the rookie of the day, but you, you could make an argument for Russell. Who's the the only person on the uh, on the whole grid? Who lapped their teammate. Yeah, and, yep. and that was what I was going for. The, comfortably beat their teammate. Yeah. Norris, by default, beat Signs because Signs blew up. Albon finished behind Kriat. So, yeah, Russell very comfortably outperformed yeah. the sister car. Uh, but I think you would probably I, give it I to think, Norris. Really. I think Norris, but Russell didn't have a chance to prove himself. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see George Russell in a real car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate to say that about a Williams, but it isn't. So how did we do with predictions Not then? good. Should, Not brilliantly. <laughs> She'll do, do the people that aren't I, in this room first. I think first. there were minimal, minimal monies on mm. Bottas. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll start with our guest predictor of um, last week, which was uh, Formula Lee winner Bradley Chambers. He went for a Hamilton win, Vettel second, Leclerc third, which gains, you, which gains him one point. So that was one point well in the done, guest Well done, Bradley. So, not bad. Lee... He got the top three right. In the wrong order. Not necessarily in the right <laughs> order. He went Hamilton, Verstappen and Bottas. Three-pointer. To people that are here. Chris. Yeah. Leclerc. No. Vettel. No. Hamilton. Mm. One point. 
Better than nothing. Dan. Vettel. Leclerc. Hamilton. One point. Do you copy me, Chris? No, we I went Leclerc went for Vettel. We all the same three drivers, just in a slightly different shuffle. Yeah, I went for Leclerc first and, 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 and yeah, Vettel second. I went second. for the same three as you yeah. two, just... Just in a different order, because yeah. your order was mm-hmm. Vettel, Hamilton, Leclerc. Three points. Hamilton correct. And mine, Hamilton, Vettel, Verstappen. I'm starting where I left off last season. I've got four points. Um, quite a few entries to our prediction league as well. Um, let me just let me just bring that up because I think there was 80, 86 people entered. Well, 86 people have entered so far. Wow, that's good. That's good numbers. Keep it up, people. Yeah, definitely. Keep keep coming. Um, or join us now if you haven't already. Join us now. You can still... 89, sorry. 89. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, that's what we're up to at the moment. And um, it was out of a total of 14 points. Was it 14? Sorry, no, 12 points. 11 points. I'll this includes... There. Is this with the fastest lap? With the lap fastest lap and the pole as well. And we've got a five-way tie on seven points. So that result has really thrown everyone out. Um, did anyone actually at all go for Bottas for the win? No. Is the question. And out of... 89 people. 89 people that entered, nobody had a Bottas win. Wow. What, what were the, the common suggested victors? Um, what got people the most points was Vettel, Hamilton, Verstappen, with a fastest lap for Vettel and a Hamilton pull. That, seem, that seems to be the main one. I don't think anyone actually had Bottas higher than third. Poor Bottas. Oh, no, no, sorry. A couple of people had him in second. I can see, I can see one there, Robert Barbosa. And obviously a Twitter handle, Rusty Ebbs. I'd put some WD-40 on those ebbs yeah, if I was you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you can join in with the Prediction League just by going to threelegsfourwheels.com and hover your mouse over the game section. And it's their 2019 Grand Prix Prediction League. Indeed. See Go and join in. It's good fun. See how you get on with that. And um, that'll, be, that'll be running all season. And if we get a sponsor, there might, might even be some prizes. Exactly. Otas uh, is going to turn up, though, isn't he, at Bahrain in a, in a, in a suit with a black turtleneck jumper and eyeliner on to match his beard. Because he, <laughs> he, he is now a Bond Tim villain. Minchin? No, he's not. <laughs> No, he is, he is now a Bond villain. I can't imagine Bottas going down the guy liner route. No, he, he has gone down the, the, the... He's done it. He's done what Lee would call a heel turn. <laughs> but it's going to be the best and funnest heel turn you've ever seen. Bottas goes from being a really nice guy who helps everyone out to being like, this time it's all about me. Well, his radio <laughs> message at the end of the race to whom it may concern, fuck you. I quite like that, though. I, I quite enjoy the Bottas with a bit of... Yeah, and then when he was asked about um, who it was, they'll know. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone. I think, I think the, the entire world after last season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to the top step of the podium, Valtteri Bottas, and um, welcome back to his trousers, Valtteri Bottas's pair, because they appear to have regrown. <laughs> <laughs> and his spine. <laughs> Carefully, he might have a. If he is a Bond villain, he'll have some kind of device to rip yours out. He will do. Shall we move on? Probably for the best. Yeah, might might be a good idea. Um, 
I think in all serious now, um, Charlie Whiting. Um, yeah. A massive loss to Formula One. Passed away on Thursday. Yes. Um, just to say from all of us, we've all posted on social media, but he will be sorely missed. Everything that he's done for the sport in the years that he's been there. Um, I don't, what was it? He's not he'd not missed a race since 1998? 97. Was it 97 when he became race director? And already Formula One are saying that there isn't one person that can fill his role. And everything that he did is going to have to be split between that many people. Just be, just by dint of what he did and how much yeah. he put into it, wasn't it? Japanese Grand Prix '96 was the last race to be overseen by somebody who wasn't Charlie Whiting. Yes, yeah, I think so. Sean Sean said that on Thursday, didn't he? Possibly some, yes. somewhere there on last week's show. And um, F1, I think, is at the moment a sadder and poorer place without him. Absolutely, Absolutely. you can just hear yeah. when all the drivers were were speaking about him how much they valued him and his input and working with him they they all no one seemed to have the slightest bad word to say about him yeah uh if you go it's it's all over social media but um sky's tribute to him on sunday was moving it was one of the most moving things i've seen in a long time yeah um that's out there find it and have a watch if i can if i can find a copy i'll um i'll retweet it on three legs four wheels but uh take a look take a look at that uh, what have we got on here next? Sebring. Not the kind of thing we'd normally talk about endurance racing, but um, another Alonso win. He has uh, tweeted a picture today of his new Rolex. Hat? No, Rolex, <laughs> I think it was. Or something, I don't know. He tweeted it, a picture with a pile of stuff. Is it a Kamoa Rolex? Um, I don't Does think Does Kamoa do watches do as do well? Do they do watches? Oh, yes. wow. Didn't know. Rubbish watches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've we've yet to see yet to see one being pimped around the pit lane. I'm sure it does happen. They they, they will be there somewhere, but yeah, the um the th- it was a thousand miles of Sebring in WEC on Friday. But I don't think they actually did the full thousand, did they? Because they were limited to eight hours. Yes. Of total running, and there were lots of yellows, including it, a Maldonado. Yeah. Maldonado did a yellow. Do you know when Maldonado crashed and caused the yellow? Go on. Two minutes after we switched off because That's it was getting true. a bit getting true. a bit boring and there was something oh, so more realistic. I, I thought turn. you were going to say lap one yeah. turn I one. I think in fairness, I think he didn't do the first stint. I think one of his teammates did. And then he he crashed fairly early on. Because we watched the first two hours and then as soon as he was in the car, quite possibly lap one turn one as far as... <laughs> His, race, his racing went. Um, it looks like Alonso's going to be nailed on for this WEC title because Toyota aren't not going to let him win Le Mans this year. Well, he already did it, didn't he? He's already, he's already won Le Mans, but I think that the, the number seven Toyota will be the, uh, the chosen one. Number eight. Number eight. Yeah, I was going to say number seven is the other one, isn't it? Yes. It is. The lesser. That's, that's that's the bad evil Toyota. Um, but then on Saturday in the IMSA 12 Hours of Sebring, um, good to see Brandon Hartley on the podium. Yes. Oh, well that, done, Brandon. That was his, his second race of the weekend as well because he'd been in the 1,000 miles of Sebring because he's doing LMP1 now as well. Because so he's filling in for Jensen Button. He is. So very, very busy weekend. I think he was on the podium on Friday as well. So 
good weekend for him. Nice for him to get a bit of experience in endurance racing. 20 odd hours on Do you think he'll be able to use that in anything? Not anymore. No. <laughs> Ferrari's development is not going great. Brendan Hartley needs more endurance. <laughs> Ferrari's development isn't going great because their development driver appears to be spending all his time endurance racing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's WEC now done until Spa. Spa. Which is March, isn't it? I think it's in April. April. I think it's middle. I want to say middle of April. Bear with me. I can Google relatively quickly, but not when I'm under pressure. Dum 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 dum. No. Dum 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 dum. dum. But, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. I'm nearly there. Uh, it's just as well we've got fast schedule, Wi-Fi. Schedule. That's the word I'm after. Yeah, but I'm not fast. Oh, I've got sweaty fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a touch screen. That is relevant. Um, yes, the six hours of Spa is the fourth of May. Star, Star Wars, Wars Day. Day. Will that also be Spain weekend? Probably. Oh, well, it'll be the weekend before. It might be the weekend before. I might be getting ahead that's of myself. That's last year's calendar, Dan. Mental oh. thought. No, that's 2017's calendar. Two years ago calendar. The, the issue here is that we have a 2017 mug with the F1 calendar on, but nobody's broken it in two years. It's the week between Baku and Spain. Oh, okay. So, so that works. keep you entertained in an off week, then. Definitely so. Um, so, yeah, Alonso will win Le Mans. Is he going to win Indy? Is he going to have the triple crown? Um, Stephen Terror already said he's got the uh, the triple crown of endurance racing. Le Mans, Daytona and Sebring. Yeah. Uh, didn't know that was a thing. Uh, is Indy not part of that? No, endurance, endurance. racing. Mm. Indy's open wheel, endurance is yeah, well, you see, even prototypes. Still. Yeah, even, mm. but it's it's part of another triple crown. Okay. Even though I I don't know. I am called. There are triple triple crowns. There are mul- multiple triple crowns. Yeah, can you win the triple crown of triple crowns? I think you Alonso's should. Alonso's racing. What number is he? Sixty-six. Yes. For the which was the number of the last Ma- last Ma- or Bruce first McLaren. McLaren win yeah. at Indy. More importantly, rather than the last one. Um... Yeah, it's going it's to be interesting to watch, and obviously we'll be watching out for um, Fernando Indy testing this year in the in Bob Fernley Ma- McLaren Indy run team. Yeah, um, have we come to a decision? Are we doing a live blog for Indy this year, or will we think about that closer to the time? Seeing as we said we might do it again if Alonso takes part, closer to the time. Closer to the time. Is it still the same day as Monaco? Monaco. I think a decision for nearer the time. We'll see how the weather is. Yes, as to whether or not we can set fire to things. Meat. Yes. And charcoal, not general thing. <laughs> uh, right, the next thing on here is one massive hashtag. Where's Ted? Right, do you just want to get this out there now? Getting this well, out. We've th- tried. We've tried. We've tried. Getting this out there now. Ted Kravitz is still working for Sky Sports, but not full time and not at every race. He will be there for four. He will be on the Sky Live coverage and therefore ESPN and F1 TV for fourteen races this season, starting in China. So he only misses seven, one of which he's already missed. And another of which he will miss in two weeks' time. Right. So Ted Kravitz will be there in China and then miss a further five races between then and the end of the season. He does have a new show every Wednesday, which is going to be on Sky Sports F1 and F1 TV, where it's him, Will Buxton and Rob Smedley. What a trio. That's going to be a comedy triple act. Yeah. 
I don't know about comedy. Do you remember the fallout that Ted and Rob Smedley had at Silverstone a couple of years ago? Think the friends again now. <laughs> I would hope so if they're now doing that. A... They're working for the same person rather than on sort of two different sides yeah. of the microphone. You've you've got a theory about Rob Smedley or anyone leaving F one, well, don't you? Yeah, there there do seem to be an awful lot of people going from F one teams to the F one organization at the moment. Wonder where Paddy Lowe's gonna end up. <laughs> Probably a new series on F1 TV, the Paddy Lowe Happy Fun Time Smiles Hour. That as we, as we, I think <laughs> we were saying before we started recording, not known for his personality, Paddy Lowe. What was the term you used, Dan? I used the oh, term. Oh, was it you who yeah. came out with the... Yeah, he's, he's about as much personality as a slightly rotten cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> although I would pay to watch... Um, a slightly rotten cucumber? No, I'd pay to watch uh, Paddy Lowe's version of Takeshi's Castle. but the challenges would be fantastically engineered yeah they would be but they wouldn't be much fun (laughs) (laughs) so that is where ted is he is not at every race yeah he's not sacked um some polite words coming in over the weekend for karun chantok who's joined the sky team in sort of kind of half replacement kind of kind of the ted role but they've not given him a notebook or as i suggested on twitter at the weekend karun's clipboard (laughs) which i I thought was quite a good one karun chantok is uh williams's heritage driver he knows so much about the history of of the williams team and you know Oh, dearie oh, me, what's oh, that? Oh, that is um, me forgetting to mute my laptop. Yes. Paul. And um, getting a tweet. What unprofessional shit. Jana, you know not to tweet us on Monday nights when we're recording. Yeah, but you, you Also, I apologise to... for the joke about Welsh last week. It didn't, didn't land with everybody. I understand that now. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember that joke. Just it was that a pa- explanation. It was a Patreon good. joke. What's she, what's she tweeting now? Uh, anyway? I don't it's, think it's, you should be blaming Jana. I think it's you who's left your laptop unmuted yeah. there. There's a slice of pizza in the hedge. That's good information. <laughs> Let's blame Ericsson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Ericsson's fault. Um, you notice how I thought I'd turn the sound off on my laptop and then the tweet came through just after a cat had jumped off the back of the sofa. And also, we're blaming Dizzy. We're blaming Dizzy for that noise. Okay. It's always someone else's fault. But anyway, yes, Ted Ted Kravitz um, still broadcasting in F1. Yeah. Just not going to see him quite as regularly. Yeah. Um, Come on, he's been doing it for 22 years. Give the man like a little bit of a break. You could probably do with some time. He's got a young family. He's got a yeah. pile of, of daughters, hasn't he? I think they're all girls. Are they? Yeah, I think he's got three daughters. And I think they're all quite young, so. But if, if you want to know sort of more of the... Um, workings of Formula One broadcasting. Can't recommend enough um, the motorsport broadcasting blog. If you go to Twitter, you can follow them at F1 Broadcasting. Um, Gives you a great insight into how the TV shows are put together and how it's all done. It's not just for F1. They do a lot for... Do a lot of detail on other series as well. Uh, MotoGP, really Superbikes. They're always really handy, I find, if there is a, a race that we don't normally look at, like Sebring or something like that, they're always really handy to find out. Where, where can I go and see this? They're usually the yeah. place to find out. They, yeah. they have the finger on the pulse. Yes, it's really, it's really well put together. So um, have, a look, have a look at that and um, 
they'll probably answer your questions before you've even asked them because all the information's there because everything I've said about Ted Kravitz, I got from them. But there you go. Theodore Slotover. Theodore Slotover. Which sounds like a really bad toast. <laughs> Shall we shunt it? Ah. Let's do that. Let's give it a In go. In honour of Lee not being here, I am I am being honorary total shunteriser. So let me find one. Now, you two were up against it this week. Chris and Dan. How come? Sean oh, yes. beat Sean Kelly on Thursday's show. Factual. Oh, my word. Only yeah. the second time ever that Sean hasn't won Total Shunt. Admittedly, we did two. We had to do two because the first one he got on the second question. Yes. He got, fur- he got a little further than I was born, but not by very much. So... You appear to be our... Um, so we can just sit back and relax while Sean does no, the work. No, I've done say, all the yeah. work. I've done all the work over the last week, so I'm taking this one off. <laughs> also, it's unlikely that it's going to be safety car driver again, so... <laughs> Which apparently is my field of expertise. Burnt my land. It was. Ah. Well, I'm not going to use that one. I am instead going to use one from Leo Parias, who is from Hawaii, so uh, yeah. aloha. Indeed. Aloha. He actually started the email aloha. So, that's the rotten, if it's not that's I was born. That's the correct greeting, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, started the email, not started oh, the question. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was aloha. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he does start with clue one. I was born. Correct. Yes. Well in done, ni- Leo. In 1975. Okay. Some years old. 44? 44 this year. Yeah. I quickly began to show promise as I captured four consecutive national karting championships from 1981 to 1984. That's young. That's six to nine, isn't it? So six, seven, eight, and nine, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who's roughly that age? Um, 43, 44. Mark Webber? Webber, I think. David Coulthard? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Montoya? Eddie Irvine? For some reason, I'm going all the South Americans. Mm. Um, yeah, few, few, few to d- work with. Yeah, yep. okay. Don't actually, uh, don't actually need an answer or a guess we're, until we're after just, this we're clue. We're getting a list together. Which was, I first tested an F1 car in 1997. Not Eddie Irvine, no. not Rubens Barrichello. Not Coulthard. Not David Coulthard. Could be Weber. When did he start? Ninety nine, two thousand. It was a turn of the millennium ish, wasn't it? So yeah, could be Montoya. Do it's a bit early for Montoya, isn't it? You little, little bit. Possibly. Weber's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Should we bank Weber? Should we go? We go with Weber. Yeah. Yes. You got Mark Weber as your first guess. Okay. Clue four. I lapped the entire grid at the nineteen ninety eight Pro Grand Prix in F three thousand and won the title that year. That's so impressive. Oh, in France. Yes. <laughs> Spelt P-A-U. Yes, it's where they always have the, the Tour de France. That's impressive. So. But I don't know the statistic, so. <laughs> so would we say it's most likely going to be someone who's European? A lot of Australians come to Europe, though, don't they? And, you know, yeah. sort of South Americans as well come to Europe. So it's it doesn't necessarily mean they're French or European. So, next clue. Yes. Uh, I am an ROC champion. Race of Champions champions. So, Montoya has won that. Coulthard has won that, but we've ruled him out already. Yeah. Um, 
Vettel too young, Schumacher too old. Um, Heike Kovalainen is not old enough. Um, is he an ROC champion? He, yeah, he was he. Did he was he like the first non-rally driver that suddenly came in and yeah. before he was in F1, I'm not sure what the fuck he was champion of at the time. Possibly F3000 after lapping the maybe, entire field maybe. at Poe. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm would possibly be leaning towards Montoya. Yeah, I think at this possibly. Point. Yeah, I think Kovalainen might be a bit young. I yeah. think he is. Yeah, I think he's still 30s. Got another clue before I need to guess off you. When did when did Brother Ralph come into Formula One? Brother Ralph, good point. I don't point. think Brother Ralph has has um, oh. the race of champion because it was oh, always it was always Michael and Vettel. But, was he overshadowed? I think so. And now he's been overshadowed again because now it's Mick Schumacher yes. and Vettel. Clue six. I became the first driver in history to win my first two starts in the Rolex Twenty Four at Daytona. And I am the first and only driver ever to score three 24 hours of Daytona victories. I don't follow the I'm 24 hours of Daytona. I'm not a huge expert on the 24 hours of Daytona. I watched that one that, that Lando and Nando did together. Lando and Nando. That was it. The one we attempted to live blog, but had cake. Yes. <laughs> it was cake. It was good. And I will need a guess from you on this one. Okay. On this one coming, or this one we've this just one had? just oh, gone. That was, that, was, right that, was, that was number six. Okay. Good old Juan Pablo. Yeah, are we sticking with the, the Montoya? I think so. Yeah. Who, who yeah. else does? Who else does? In you know, went into that kind of racing after Formula One and sort of fits that time frame. Jan Magnussen, but he I think is a little bit older. Yeah, because he's K Mag's dad, isn't he? he? Is. So he'll be older than forty-four. He's not that much older than forty-four. Is he not? No, he's not. I think he's only about 46, 47. So he must have been a, a right young and when, when mm. Kevin came along. Though have we have we ruled out Weber yet? I don't think... Because he went into World Endurance. I don't think Weber has ever done Race of Champions. Right. Or won it. Well, he wouldn't have won it if he hadn't done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't recall him ever winning it. He may have on it but I don't remember him as such next clue mm. uh, I have the record for most laps led by a rookie at the Indy 500 this is sounding more and more like Juan Pablo Montoya is. he has won it I was ranked 30th on Times Online's list of the top 50 Formula 1 drivers of all time I mean, with much love to Montoya, I don't know if I'd put him that high, but... There are more than 30 world champions. <laughs> this is true. Clue number nine? Yeah, I think so. I currently race in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the result of a merger between two existing North American sports car series, the American Le Mans series and the Rolex Sports Car series. Pretty sure Montoya is in that series currently. So that Montoya right. sounds good That's to me. Yeah, pretty sure Bruno is also in the cat litter tray, which may or may not be being picked up on the microphones. <laughs> Are you going for it now, or do you want uh, something of a spaffer? Should we go for it? Go for it now, yeah. yeah, why not? Are you Juan Pablo Montoya? I am Juan Pablo Montoya. Yes. Good effort, Sean. That was mentioned very early. Your Spaffer clue would have been, I am the only active driver beside Fernando Alonso who's won two legs of the Triple Crown. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
So that was um, Leo Parias that sent that one in. Very from good. Thanks, Thank you for that. Thanks, Leo. If you want to send a total shunting of your own, you can either send it by email, which I will get, threelegspawwheels at gmail.com, or send one to Lee by a Twitter direct message to at a total shunt. And he will use them when he gets back. When he gets back, which could be next week, could be the week after. Could be a year from now. <laughs> That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> no, seriously, though, speedy recovery, Lee. Stop being on your back in hospital and get walking and doing things again. Yeah, yeah, mainly because I can't do next week. <laughs> this, this could cause issues. Yeah, I, I am busy this time next week. <laughs> right, on to Formula Lee for this week. And the first challenge of the 29th season was a lap in Australia, in the dry, in a Mercedes we had 56 entries overall. Um, out of all of us on the show that do it, there's only me and Dan took part this week. Dan, you were 50th with 123.792. I was 37th with 123.159. Well off the time you needed to get into the top 20, which was 121.918. And that was done in 20th place by Luke Dunphy. 19th was Joseph Heilman. 18th, Brooks de Geer. 17th was Hunter Sargent, 16th Pete Bull, 15th was Marcel Streak. I hope I got the pronunciation of your name right, uh, Marcel. 14th was Turville Atanasov, um, 13th was Ross Tuddenham, 12th Veitcher Camping, 11th was James Holman, 10th, don't have your real name because you didn't send it to me on uh, PlayStation Network in time, so for the time being... I'm using your PSN name. You are FireUpFlow9. I'm guessing that's not your real name, but um, send us a real send us a real name uh, or an answer to the real name request. Make it a lot easier. Ninth place was Car- uh, Kyle Armstrong. Eighth was Alberto Rolden. Seventh, and I'm going to try and get your name right this time because I didn't last time. It's Santeri Unasti. I hope I've got that right. Sixth was Kevin Fanning. Top five, fifth place, Ricky Worrell. Fourth was Ollie Vestley. And this week's top three with a time of 119.629 in third place was Ayrton Antonucci. Second place with 119.471, we've got Chris Olby. And winning this week with 119.229, last year's champion, kicking off this season the way he finished the last one, Bradley Chambers. So the next challenge is going to be Bahrain, obviously. What have you done with your microphone? <laughs> it so, has risen. I move it all the way up there, sorry. Uh, so yeah, the next challenge is going to be in Bahrain. And as it was in the wet last year, we'll have it in the dry again this time. Yeah. Because that is, if there was ever a track that wasn't designed for wet weather, it's that one. You watch now, it'll rain in Bahrain. Yeah. It'll be the, rain it'll, in Bahrain. Does it stay mainly on the plane? Maybe. Who knows? And what shall we do in this week? Um, let's do it in a Toro Rossa. It was their their track last year. It was their track last year. Gasly got fourth. So, yeah, Bahrain in the dry in a Toro Rosso, and you have until April Fool's Day to get (laughs) it to us. First of April, um, 7 o'clock UK. Clocks will change by then, so that'll be 2 p.m. Eastern US time. Yes. Um, Usual ways of getting it through to us. Email, Twitter direct message to at three legs, four wheels. PlayStation Network, send me a friend request to Pabstar if you haven't already, including your real name. Otherwise, you'll be called things like Fire Flow Up 9. Mm-hmm. 
like I say, maybe his real name or not, or um, Facebook direct message as well. If you want to get in touch with us, um, obviously you've got the Twitter and the email. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash three legs, four wheels. Individually, we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. At Dan Dankleton. At Pablo100. And Lee is at Total Shunt. Um, just a quick reminder for the extra show that we do every week for our wonderful, lovely Patreon subscribers who provide us with the funds to keep this thing going. And you can find that on patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. Half an hour extra show every week where we just talk about anything and everything. Mm. Large breakfast buffets was one of the main topics this week. And calculating time zones using a chocolate orange. And the Isle of Man. And the yes. Isle of Man. So if you want to hear us waffling about any of those things, just go, uh, go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. You can sign up for as little as $1 a month. And everything goes into everything to do with the show. From microphones to biscuits. Mm. We will be back next week. We may have Lee, we may not. We don't know at the moment. Sean, you will not be here next week regardless. I will be here. But you'll be here, but yeah. you will not be recording yes. with us next week because you're about to go on a business trip. Yes. Um, and we'll be looking forward to the next Grand Prix of the season with our Bahrain preview. Indeed. Uh, until then, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.